The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 101, Sunday, May 4th, 2008. Okay, so this is the Paunch Stevenson Show. Yes. What episode are we at? 101. 101. Paunch Stevenson 101. The class that you cannot fail. And uh, this this is a big, probably the biggest one ever. This is you've got to you got to batten down the hatches, as uh, Dan Rather would say. Got to batten down the hatches. Take all the kids, all the young people. Take all the dogs and the pots and pans. Throw them in the cupboard because there's a storm coming. What about Tom Brokaw? Tom Brokaw. NBC knows Gerald Ford. Uh, who? <laughs> Gerald Ford? Gerald Ford dead today. <laughs> he oh, was he was eaten by a lion. There's a lot of uh, thinking going on in Washington about the global warming. And, uh, but you know the fun. I know we're completely off topic right off the bat, but <laughs> already. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's interesting how Tom Brokaw is. Remember that they had the big three. There was a Peter Jennings, Tom Brokaw, and and Dan Rather. Wasn't Peter Jennings dead? Well, yeah, he's dead, and Dan Rather essentially got ran out of the business. I think he's on. Like, he's a, he's on YouTube now or something. Nah, he's on like HD he's Net like, or something. Like, hey, the big man from no. Brooklyn, the kid from Brooklyn. Not he's, he's on his show. But Tom Brokaw, who's who's once in a while he's on NBC, usually like during the election coverage. But he's he's the only one that that's still around. Yeah. Well, who was the guy with the mustache and the glasses? Walt the Cronkite. No, no, like the younger guy, he looked Mo? sort of like John Tesh. John he looked Tesh. sort of he looked like Martin Mull a little bit. Martin or John Mull. T- <laughs> Martin Mull looks nothing like John Tesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both have that bald spot on top with the blonde hair and the glasses. Blonde hair. Never mind. Oh my god, who no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Never mind. Never Brian mind. Williams. No. <laughs> On what channel? I don't know. Ah. Uh, are you talking about like a news anchor? What are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, um. What's his name? Pat, uh. Pat o- O'Brien. Pat O'Brien, yeah. Yeah, that guy. I'm saying news anchor. You're saying Pat O'Brien. He never did any news. What does he do? Well, apparently, yeah. Well, apparently, news to you is extra <laughs> and in entertainment tonight. <laughs> is that what he does? A boob. Yeah, he's on that. Uh, he's on one of them. Oh man. Right. Oh, you. You're with, just uh, with Mario Lopez. Yeah, like yeah, one of them. <laughs> Stupid. Right, doesn't he? Mary doesn't, Hart. He, doesn't he look like a cross between John Tesh and Martin Mull? Yes, yes. Now he does look a cross between those. Welcome to the Paunch 
episode 101 it's big we have some surprises it's this is big this this is so big i, I have to pinch myself i don't even know if, if we're doing the porn stevenson show anymore <laughs> what are we doing i don't know we're doing the super porn stevenson show or something oh no you know it's like we before we were doing the nintendo entertainment system and now we're doing the super nintendo this is the super porn stevenson show yes 16-bit podcast. Yes. <laughs> so this is big. So in episode 99, just to, to bring it all full circle to a little backstory. Yeah. Episode 99, we were driving in the car, and I handed you a newspaper clipping. We were on our way to meet Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. And I handed you this newspaper clipping. PSG was sponsoring an expo with Liberty State Park, Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, called Global Green. You know, and there was guests going to be keynote speakers: Jeff Corwin, uh, Dr. Sylvia Earle, a uh, noted scientist, environmentalist; Deirdre Imus, wife of Don Imus; Emmy, Emmy model, yeah. Never yeah, we saw her there a few times, but really didn't like interviewing her. You know, so so they were going to be there, and we joked, we joked that these other two celebrities who were going to be there, that wouldn't it be amazing if we talked to these people? Yeah. And of course, my initial reaction was, it's not, no, it, it's not possible. This it's the Paunch Stevenson show, it's just us, and with the Paunch luck, it won't happen. And it almost didn't, and we'll get to that, but it happened. Finally. It happened, and we've got them. Interviews and some audio clips from their speeches with star of Cheers, star of Becker, star of, help me out here. Help me help you. Help me help you. Help me help you. And the creep show with uh, Leslie Nielsen. He was Gulliver's in, uh, Travels. Gulliver's Travels, yes. <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's right. He's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was whoa, on... Whoa, no! Whoa! Whoa, Larry, whoa! I wanted a sandwich named after me, not Ted Danson. He didn't like what was on the sandwich. It's like white fish, capers, onions, and now, wait a cream minute. cheese. Wait, was that the original sandwich that <laughs> yeah. Ted Danson had, or the one no, that, that Larry tried to give him? No, that's the one that Larry had that he was trying to trade uh, with Ted Danson. Well, there's a reason why he didn't want that sandwich, because it had fish in it. That's Ted right. Danson is the celebrity. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Talking about his uh, environmental group. That he's been on the board of, founder for many years, Oceana, Oceana.org. Yes. And uh, Ted Danson was there on Saturday, April 26th, 2008. And he gave a, a speech about, uh, it was a very funny speech. And he was talking about the ocean and particularly fish. 
Right. And that the fishing industry is completely out of control. There's too much fishing and, and there's there, these trawlers uh, go on the bottom of the ocean floor and, and rip everything up. And you're destroying the habitat, you're destroying the food chain. And he said that it was like um, it was like if you got two vans in the African desert and stretched a huge net between each van. This really strong, sharp metal net. And at the bottom of the net, there was this spiky roller. And you said, okay, ready, go. And the two vans took off in the same direction as fast as they could. And this spiky roller with the net just chopped up everything. The trees, cacti, animals, the dirt, everything. It just time out. There are no cacti in Africa. Whatever. Anyway, he said it was like destroying all that. And the main goal is because you just want to catch a couple of zebra. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. What, what, you just destroyed the entire desert just to catch a couple of zebra. What the heck? Yeah. And again, it's because... So that's what they do in the ocean. They drag this spiky net along yeah. the bottom of the ocean and it breaks up all the coral and it kills yeah. all the baby fish. And, you know, just because they're trying to catch some tuna or they're trying to catch some salmon or whatever... And it's just, like, pointless destruction for a little bit of payoff. That's true. And, and also the, the amount of mercury that are, that's in the fish that you eat is very high because of the pollution from uh, coal, power plants, and various other sources. Uh, it's not good. Well, and Whatever. he also said that the pH levels of the ocean are slowly changing. Yeah, too much acid. Yeah, and that is causing the coral to, uh, I guess, dissolve or get weak. So that's slowly falling apart. And then, um, which is bad because baby fish hide in there um, and that's where they grow up. So if the coral falls apart, the baby fish have nowhere to hide. And if the baby fish have nowhere to hide, they get eaten. They can't grow up. And if they can't grow up, we run out of fish. Well, we'll we'll let uh, Ted uh, speak for himself in our uh, interview. But let, let's let's just stick to the backstory. So, you know, we get there on Saturday, and we're thinking, you know, we're like rushing through the crowd to get to the tent that uh, it's supposed to have Ted dancing, because we're thinking, you know, oh, are there going to be any seats? We're going to get up close. Yet again, Rob Pornschluck took twice as long as it should have for him to get for, to New York, from New York to New Jersey on the train. Uh, you know, no, it, it wasn't as bad as the time with Dennis. No, no, no. It wasn't that bad. It was it was a lot better. But the other Pornschluck was that I bought brand new Duracell batteries oh. for my portable recorder. And I put them in. And I, you know, I I got to New Jersey, and we're in the car, I'm recording, and I said, wait a minute, why why is it saying battery low? <laughs> they were stupid, fake, cheap Chinese fake Duracells uh, you know, that last five minutes. Uh, I told you. So the whole you. entire time, I was shaking, I was sweating, I said, these... I do not have a spare uh, set of batteries, these better not run out. <laughs> so anyway... 
Well, wait, I just want to say that the lesson I learned is do not buy those $1 packs of Duracell batteries uh, from homeless people on the New York subway. <laughs> With Chinese writing on it. Yeah, they don't work. So, yeah, so we got into the keynote speaker tent. Yeah. We're rushing, we're rushing. Ooh, hurry up, hurry up, gotta get there. It's three, it starts at three, wanna get there at like 2.30. So it's like quarter to three. We make our way into the tent. And there's no one there. Yeah. It's like five people sitting there. A good seat right up front. We're like, uh, wait a minute. Something. Okay, wait, this is going too well. Yeah. What's going to happen? It worked that well because it, it filled up. The it, you know the whole you know tent filled up with people. And uh, then the, uh, the CEO of PSC&G came out. Then the senator came out in New Jersey. And then finally... Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Ted Danson came out there. So, uh, anyway, so the, Ted Danson gives his speech. Yeah, Ted Danson. So then, you know, I'm sitting there and, you know, we're thinking, I'm thinking, and I'm, I'm, I remember saying to you, you know, there was some kind of like a media check in. We should have checked in and got like a media pass so we could get an interview. I'm like, otherwise, we're not going to get an interview. They're going to just rush him out. And, the anxiety was starting and Ted, he started talking about, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I was I was outside sampling the food, talking to people before. I was like, what? No, we got here too late. Yeah, he was there all morning, apparently. Ah, Evidently. So we're getting more. I'm getting more and more anxious, more. It, it's just it, it's now I'm shaking. Yeah, and the whole you know, time. So I'm trying to record as much of his speech as possible. With the video. Well, I, I did some video, which we posted on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but I was also trying to get audio. Ah. And I'm just like the battery low, flashing. Like, ah. oh my god, I want to get some of the speech. But are, I don't want you... these batteries to die. So Ted Danson, so that at the end of his speech, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of like looking at each other like, you know, we're not going to be able to get a... All we really wanted at the minimum, bare minimum, was a picture with him. That was it, because we're not into autographs. Well, what's, what am I going to do with an autograph? Like, yeah, I know. I, 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 I don't understand when people go up to celebrity, oh, will you sign my newspaper? Will you yeah. sign my napkin? Why? Well, you got to remember. There's no point. Yeah, but you got to remember something. Going back 10 years, at least, even, no one had cameras with them. You know, now everybody, I mean, you bring around a digital camera. Most people just have the cell phone. You know, whereas before that, no one had cameras. I have like two pictures of me as a child. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. We couldn't afford the film. It's too expensive. So Ted Danson at the end of his speech says, you know what? Hey, whatever you people, whatever you guys want me to do, I'm going to do it for you. You want me to sign autographs, take pictures, you, you know, you want to ask me questions, whatever you want to do, I'm going to do it. I'm here for you. And immediately we're like, that's it. This is our cue. This is our chance. Yeah. So then, and it was really weird was after he said that there was a, there was a lot of people in, in that tent and most of the people left. How could you leave? It's Ted Danson. So we get in line, you know, for Ted Danson, and there's, you know, I don't know, there wasn't that many people. It was probably like 50 people or so standing in this line. And, you know, we're inching closer, more and more people talking to him. He's signing autographs, taking pictures, and 
you explain why we wanted to go last. Well, I didn't want to get in the middle of the line and people like, oh, hey, Ted Dance, nice to meet you. Snap a quick picture and then, oh, thanks. And then, oh, hey, next person, Ted Danson, nice to yeah. meet you. Hey, will you sign my uh, my flyer? Okay, sure. Okay, nice to meet you. Okay, next. You know, one after the other. Yeah. And I didn't want to be in the middle of the line and say, oh, hey, Ted Danson, I'm going to hold up the whole entire line <laughs> and interview you for five minutes. I hope yeah. no one else minds. You know, I'm not going to do that. So I'm like, all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Right. We'll go last. Yeah, so we get closer and closer, and he's got, like, a couple of people with him there that were from the event that were, like, organizing it. And then the, you know, we're getting really, I was getting really nervous because, like, every second they were, like, pulling him off to talk to somebody. And every time they did that, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, he's leaving. He's leaving. I know. So then finally you got in there to talk to him, and we gave the camera to this woman who who took the picture of us uh, for us, and you're – I remember what you were saying. You were like, you know, we have this podcast. Can we ask a few questions? He's like, uh, yeah, he's kind of distracted. Yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, meet me at the Oceana booth. But before then, I'm like, get the picture. Oh, yeah, You're yeah. Like, so I'm like, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Real quick, can we just take a picture with you? Eh. And he did. Eh. Uh, yeah, so then we went to the Oceana booth. We're, like, standing there, and... But I didn't know where he was. So I went walking around looking for him. Well, you stayed there. So then I come back, and you're already talking to him. I know. I was standing there like 10 seconds after you left. Ah. Ted Danson and the woman that he was with are like, where are they? Where did they go? They, oh, oh, here he is. Here he is. Okay. Okay. You have one minute. Ted Danson <laughs> has to get on a plane. You have one minute. Like he's supposed to record it. Where's Greg? Come on! And I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, wait. I, I'm I'm just I I got to get my recorder. Wait, hold on. I was trying to stall. So I'm looking around. I didn't see you. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna have to do it. So I'm with Ted Danson. I'm at the Global Green Expo in Jersey City, and just had a couple questions for you. Number one, you've been active in the environment for many years. If there's one thing that people can do, just regular people at home, what would you recommend the one thing people do, the easiest thing, the most effective thing? Well, those, there are some contradictions there, I'm afraid. The easiest <laughs> and the most effective. No, no, I'm just okay. saying, the truth is, a lot of the problems that I'm talking about are, are international, national, top-down kind of problems where you need to get, you either need to be educated, educate yourself on the issues, find out who your senators and congressmen are. Sometimes that's a lot of work. So okay. sometimes there are organizations out there. In my case, I, I'm on the board of directors of Oceana, O-C-E-A-N-A dot org. Go on the website. It'll teach you how to become an activist. You can become a wave maker, which means you all you have to do is click here, click there, click there. You know, and if it's something you believe in and you want to see something done about it, you will join 300,000 other people around the world who are doing the same thing. So, sadly, there are, no, there are lots of things you can do around your home, okay. you know, that, that you should be doing. You should be changing your light bulbs to the ones that last forever. You should be driving, you know, hybrids. There are tons of stuff you absolutely should do, and you probably all know about them even better than I do. 
But as far as trying to save our oceans from being depleted of fish in the next century, you know, in the next 50 years, then what you really, really need to do is need to become an activist. You need to change policy. It's fun. It's an easy way to do it, even if your lives are so busy. Check it out, Oceana.org. So become an activist and yes. educate yourself, yes. step one. Step one. Um, one other question. I live in Manhattan, and there are... Ooh, I have some more. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. More things. Of course, um, absolutely. One out of six women have too much mercury in their system from eating fish to safely Which is give shocking birth. to I know. Me. This is EPA's uh, statistics, not some wacky environmentalist. Right. One out of six women, too much mercury in their system to give birth to a child without a possibility of neurological damage. Wow. So you go to your supermarkets and you say, excuse me, I want to see your FDA list of approved fish to eat because they do have them. You know, you can join. Are they required to display that? No. Which to me is crazy. I know. But we have gotten a lot of them. Uh, we've gotten a safe way to do it. Oceana has gotten a safe way to do it. Good. Whole Foods. That's uh, great. Trader Joe's. And here in New Jersey, we're working on A&P. Kroger's has signed up for it. So it's a very reasonable thing to ask. What fish are okay for me to eat? You know, and they will, they will provide it. In Manhattan, I shop at Whole Foods. And in your speech a little while ago, you were talking about um, swordfish is contaminated. A lot of the salmon is contaminated. No, with mer- sam- no salmon is not. Salmon or, or tuna. Tuna. Tuna is contaminated. If I shop at Whole Foods, things that are, are organically raised or raised in farms in Alaska or things like that, um, is that safe or should I be cautious of that as you well? You know something? I don't know the answer to that. Swordfish okay. across the board, no. Okay. I know that. And I know I that basically, <laughs> I know, basically albacore tuna, you may be all right because you're a guy, but if you're a kid or if you're thinking about getting pregnant, don't. Stay okay. away from it. You know? okay. And they do say eat one portion of albacore tuna a week at most. No more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ted Dancer, thank you very much. Yeah, sorry, I appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Ted Dancer. Ted Dancer. We got him. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> I know. So then, on well, the wait, way... Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to say, you know, we joke around about the blackface, but we like Ted Danson. Of course. I, it's, just a, it's just a funny thing. Of course. I mean, we wouldn't be talking about Ted Danson on the show so much if we weren't <laughs> Ted Danson fans. Oh, but wait. Right ah. after the interview, <laughs> I look down. Oh, and yeah. And the recorder is flashing red. Uh. Like, all these warnings on it. Like, oh, my God. If that didn't record... I, if that I would have didn't record. I would have taken that thing, those Chinese batteries, <laughs> and you, and stuffed you in that solar powered garbage compactor. So then, on the way home, I'm dropping you off uh, by the path station, Jersey City, and then all of a sudden it like hit us. We're like, wait a minute! All of this good stuff has happened. The Al Bundy effect. Something bad will happen now. Yeah, the paunch luck. The paunch luck. Has to has to uh, balance yeah. it out. Yep. Okay, so that happened on Saturday. So then Sunday, I wasn't really, I was like, eh, I don't really want to go back another day. Um, but you dragged me there for the second day. And yeah, well, come on, Ed Begley Jr. Yes, the reason being that Ed Begley Jr. was going to be the, the keynote speaker at 1 o'clock. and. Yeah. The reason why... I watch his TV show. Yes. And I watch again, his movies. 
And the plan was, and, and again, we talked about in episode 99 when, when I said, you know, Ed Begley was one of the people who was going to be there. You called him a stupid rat. Oh. <laughs> again, doesn't mean I hate Ed Begley Jr. I like Ed Begley Jr. Yes. As I said, I'm a fan of his TV shows, fan of his movies. I so, apologize. If, right. if Ed Begley Jr., if you're, if you're listening... I hope he is. <laughs> I do too. And <laughs> I feel like an idiot. We were just kidding. Come on. Uh, he knows. All right, we have so, a sense of humor. You have a sense of humor. We all have a of sense course. of humor. All right. So I, I was thinking, you know, okay. And, and again, the, you know, the reason we talked about, we talked about him is that it turns out my girlfriend, Lauren, Worked with Ed Bagley Jr. at Whole Foods in California a few years ago um, because he would come in and and sell his uh, his line of environmentally friendly cleaning products there. And she was the marketing Begley's person. best. Yeah, Bagley's best. So she was the marketing person there. She worked with him. They were in touch a lot. So that's how she knows him. So I said, oh, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we could get him on the Pawn Stevenson show? Yeah. And we could talk about his TV show. We could talk about environmental topics. And she said, yeah, that would be cool. So she emailed him and he wrote back and he's like, yeah, tell your boyfriend to email me and you know, we'll work something out. It'll be great. So I emailed him several months ago and he never wrote back. Ah. So I was thinking that he maybe clicked on the link I sent him uh -oh. and listened to the show and didn't uh -oh. like it or got mad that we made fun of Louis Anderson or something. Oh, Louis Anderson. So, so that's why we kept joking around that he snubbed us, he's ignoring us, he's we're well, just I mean, joking all, around. All the while, we realize, almost to the point where, you know, again, I started off the episode saying, is this really the Paul Stevenson show? <laughs> I mean, part of our part of our joke is that we are nobodies. Yeah, we're losers. <laughs> Who are we, right? What do we do? Yeah. And yeah, so we we know he's a busy guy. We know he gets right. a million emails a day. So we're just kidding around. So then I told her after episode 99, when you showed me the newspaper article, I told Lauren that Ed Bigley Jr. was going to be at the Global Green Expo in Jersey City, in New Jersey. She's like, oh, that's so cool. Uh, you know, we, we have to go. We have to go see him. I haven't talked to him in a while. So she emailed him a few days before and he wrote back and then they were calling each other and yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to see you there. And I'm going to see you there and we'll talk and catch up. And, and oh, by the way, I don't know if you remember, my boyfriend does a podcast and he was wondering if he could do an interview with you. It's like, yeah, of course, that would be great, and talk about the environment and all that. So, <laughs> again, mm. special super surprise guest number two. We were hoping. Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr., yeah. From what? Well, he was on uh, the 1980s uh, TV show St. Elsewhere. Right, St. Elsewhere. Right. Hospital show, right? Yes. This is Spinal Tap. Yes. He had a cameo and A Mighty Wind. And wasn't he in the Star Trek series? 
Oh, uh, yes, he was in the Star Trek Voyager on the time travel episode uh, with Sarah Silverman. He was actually the bad guy in that episode, uh-huh. which is interesting. He was also on one of my favorite shows of, uh, of uh, recently, uh, which unfortunately got canceled, uh, Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah? Yes, he was in uh, a few episodes of one of the years. He was the uh, dean. He was kind of the goofy dean of the school. His ex-wife shot him. Uh, yeah, and he had uh, he had roles in uh, Arrested Development. Yes. And he has his own TV show, Living with Ed. Yep. Where he goes to different people's houses. He went to Jay Leno's house. He went yes. to um, uh, Bill Nye, the science guy's house. Ah. And Cheryl Teagues. And, and other non-celebrities. And talks about new technology and things people can do in their home yes, for the his, environment and to save money. Yes. And I believe his website is edbegley.com. If you go to imdb.com and type in Ed Begley Jr. Yeah. And his list comes up, his, his list of work, his filmography. He's pretty much been in everything. Yes. <laughs> He's been in everything ever recorded, <laughs> ever filmed. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's edbegley.com, Living Like Ed is the TV show, right? Or Living With Ed? Living With Ed is yes. the TV show, Living Like Ed, I think, is the book. It's the book. Uh, his <laughs> other website, which he actually told us in the interview, is fixedtheplanet.com. Uh, fixing the planet. Fixingtheplanet.com. But it also comes up if you type in fixedtheplanet.com. So they were smart. Ah. They picked up as many uh, uh, domain names as possible. Very smart. Anyway, we talked to each other again later on Saturday uh, night. And we had it all set up. I was going to pick you and Lauren up from the train station to drive over there. Right. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? Uh-oh. The old paunch luck. Well, so uh, at my house... We had a bit of a backup. Did you have a raw sewage geyser in your basement? No, it was not that bad, thankfully. Otherwise, uh, it, <laughs> boy, that would that would not have been good. It would have it would have taken me a while to wash the dog off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we had a little backup. Uh, so a lot of stuff got wet and throw it all out. Yeah, cleaning the floor with bleach. Oh. I don't know if that's environmentally friendly. I don't or not. think so. No. And guess what? One of the things I had to throw out was my miniature children's book library. No. Yes. No. The ones with the little pictures. Are you serious? A picture on every other page. Yeah, they're gone. I threw them out. Uh, why? Uh, they got drenched with sewage water. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. That stinks. Wow. Come on, how many book reports did those books get us through? Quite a few. But since I'm not in third grade anymore, I really didn't have a use for them. Third grade? I'm talking about twelfth grade. (laughs) That's true. I did use them then. (laughs) So did I. Uh, Yeah, they they, they were really good. But um, I did not recycle them. I know Ed Begley's going to hit me over the head, but... uh, can you recycle paper that's been drenched in raw sewage? <laughs> I, I assume you can, but uh, I wasn't going <laughs> to give it to anybody. 
whatever. They were little stories. Actually, books. he's he probably would say that you should have composted those books. That is a good idea, but next time, right? Yes, next, next time. time. Right. I called you. I'm like, I can't pick you up. You got there on time. I got there like 15 minutes late. And I walk up and I go back to the giant tent where Ted Danson was. Yeah, the keynote speaker tent. Right. So I walk in the tent. The lights are off. There's nobody there. It's 1.15. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my God. Ed Begley didn't show. Oh. No. Uh-oh. His solar-powered biplane uh, <laughs> um, didn't take off. Oh, no, don't give me any ideas. Um, <laughs> so, I, so then I go over to the other tent, the smaller one, and there he is. Yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, they switch tents. Um, I'm thinking the, the big one must have been leaking or something. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, there he is. Yeah, we were right and, up front. You, yeah, you were. I, I was so I, I just sat in the back and gives a speech. Okay, you know, uh, all right, his speech is done, and we're talking to him for a second. He takes a picture with Lauren, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's just gonna go back and do some stuff. We'll talk to him later." And then we ran into our high school physics teacher. Yeah, <laughs> just really weird, Mister T. Yes, and in his class was where we got, we saw for the first time ever the Julius Sumner Miller stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's he right. had videotapes of it. That's right. So yeah, so then we go into the back into the expo. We're waiting around, and and Ed Begley, you know, he's signing interview, uh, uh, signing autographs, and and uh, taking pictures, and 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 all that. And then uh, you know, finally, then you know, he's done, and. <laughs> These people walk up to him and are like, okay, uh, your uh, your car's here. You got to go. Yeah. So then he's leaving. Wait, what? Wait a minute. No. No. Wait a minute. And no, But then he, he, comes, he comes back in and pulls us back out. So we go outside. Then we went back inside. We go back outside. He puts his stuff in the car. And then we go over on a park bench, basically. And we get to interview Ed Begley, Drew. Yes. On yes. a park bench. Yes. In Jersey City. Yes. Liberty State uh, Park. Yes. Historic Railroad Terminal. Yes. Global uh, Green Expo. Yes. 2008. Yes. And then... uh, PSE&G. Yes. So I'm Rob, and I'm here with Greg and Ed Bagley Jr. We are at the PSE&G Global Green Expo 2008 in Liberty State Park, Jersey City, New Jersey. And uh, we just had a couple questions for you. Thanks for, for taking a minute. My pleasure. Um, we saw your speech, the keynote speech. And just to reiterate a couple of things, you were saying that um, being uh, conservative or environmentally active People don't have to spend lots of money. People don't have to be rich. If you can afford a solar panel, great, do it. But if not, um, what are some of the things that people can do? Like someone like me, when I go home, what can I do? Energy efficient light bulb, energy saving thermostat, weather stripping, bike riding when weather and fitness permit, public transportation, if it's available near you and here in this area, it very much is. 
you know, just unplugging stuff, unplugging all that vampire power, that stuff, those phantom loads that take from you like a vampire, take from you, give you nothing in return. The cell phone charger when it's not charging, unplug all that stuff. If you don't want the hassle of unplugging them all individually, put them on a power strip, all that phantom power stuff, and switch it off with one switch. They have a new technology called Green Switch, where you flick one switch when you leave your house or go to bed at night, and it kills all the vampire power. They've been using it in Europe for a while with hotel room card keys to switch off stuff that's unused. So there's ways to save energy that is very cheap, and we should be doing all that stuff first. I have to say that Warren and I watch uh, Living With Ed. We saw we, we would record the episodes last season, and we saw the episode where you had that switch installed right. in your house, and you were showing your wife, look, one touch, yep. everything's off, Everything we leave the off. house. And I said... We, we we can't do, we rent so we're not going to do right, that but do that. i have an idea and what you just said hook everything up into a power strip when we leave the house and we yep. did that this morning good so, so that's, that's a really funny. good idea see great minds um like i said i'm not an expert with this stuff i'm i'm getting into it lauren and i are getting more into it and it seems like the people who go to something like the global green expo are already into it right, right. you're preaching to the choir right and maybe people who aren't into it, um, it's just old habits. Like people who smoke cigarettes. It's an right. old habit. Why don't you quit? It's an old right. habit. Why do you keep buying um, this product? It's an old habit. How do people get out of the old habits? You have to hit them where it affects them. And I think the pocketbook is a good way. If you can show people that they're going to save money doing it. You can show them in other ways. Things that they care about. That people from both sides of the aisle care about. I say, hey... Why wouldn't you want to clean up the air in Los Angeles, Bakersfield, and Houston? Why wouldn't you want to lessen our dependence on Mideast oil? Why wouldn't you want to put money in your pocket? Do you say no to any of those things? No, there's no Republican, there's no independent, <laughs> anybody that's ever said no to that question. Right. So when you frame it in that way, I find, and I say with great pride, this show, Living with Ed, 40% of the email, you know, somewhere approaching half is from self-avowed red state Republicans. That's the biggest success I can ever you know, uh, accept is that they, uh, people from the other side of the aisle, outside of my base, if you will, outside of the converted that we're always preaching to, yeah. you know, I go and speak at the, you know, the solar festival in Hopland, California, the tie dye and VW bus crowd. And that's, you know, wonderful. I love those people, but they've already got solar panels to get a new segment of the population, new demographics. That's what we've done with the show. And that's what this book is doing as well. Well, you got me. <laughs> Thank so. you, pal. Um, one other question. We were here yesterday and we saw Ted Danson do his yeah. keynote and we talked to him afterwards. And uh, his organization, Oceana, is involved with uh, the ocean and, and sea wildlife fish. And he was stressing the fact that a lot of the fish now are poisoned or have toxic, uh, they, they have mercury in them. He said, avoid swordfish, um, tuna, be cautious of, things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, are you aware of that, and how widespread is that problem as far as... Um... It's a real problem. I don't eat any of those fish, those cautionary uh, fish. You know, I am mostly a vegetarian anyway. I haven't had red meat since 1970, and I haven't had swordfish in, you know, 20 years or something, or any of those uh, tuna in as long. So, uh... I just I, bought swordfish well, <laughs> from Whole Foods. You know... Maybe they should, have a sustainable swordfish there. I don't know about that. But uh, you do the best you can, And but we have to be careful. We can't keep, you know, uh, 
just raking our oceans uh, and having all this bycatch and, and killing so much marine life, it's going to be uh, very bad for our children and our grandchildren. We can't do it. He also mentioned that you would be here today. He said that you are one of his environmental heroes. He's one of mine. <laughs> he, he said he sees you riding your bike all the time, California, and he tries to run you off the road in his limo. He's very funny. You gotta have a sense but, of humor. He yeah, has one. I yeah, love was That's very funny. So, and I think Greg, you had a couple questions. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think uh, my deal is more from the technology side. Yeah, and I'm always interested in the new technologies, what we can do. And I know someone in the uh, your speech had asked about the aircraft, right. and that's definitely what I was going to ask because I just think like the aircraft. My father tells me all the time he used to actually work uh, for an airline that they're the worst polluters of any of the industries is the aircraft industry and no one ever ever mentions it you're burning kerosene at thirty-one thousand <laughs> feet you know it's not very clean jet fuel is kerosene with a mold retardant added so it's not clean and there's no trees up there to mitigate that co2 there's many reasons why it's not a good thing you know it's and a they judgment. say it changes our cloud patterns around they, they believe it does and so for that reason, I try to avoid it at all costs. Sometimes you got to be Monday in L.A. and Tuesday in Jersey City. You do the best you can. But uh, I tear a pass to mitigate it, but I try to fly as infrequently as possible. I think that's a prudent way to go. Do you think there's a, a realistic future for, I don't know, like a high-speed train like they have in Europe? I, mean I think so. I think we need to move in that direction. That's high-speed train technology certainly works. It works in Japan. It's working in Europe. And... Uh, I think we can have that here. We need to have it here. Is there one website that you can recommend? It's off the top of your head. Again, someone like me who is getting into this now, one website I can go to that will give me maybe like, you know, hey, you're just starting out. Step one. Yep. Um, here are some organizations you could get involved in or, or something like that. Fixingtheplanet.com. Fixingtheplanet.com. Excellent. Best one. Well, <laughs> thanks a lot for taking time Thank out. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so Thanks. much. Lauren, I love you. I love you. And, and then we got a picture with him. This is unbelievable. I know. Come on. We're like, all right, all right, come on. Bad <laughs> thing. Just get it over with. Just happened to us. Now. Come on. Just get, just come on. Just do it already. Something bad. Let's go. Do it. Yes. No, we've defeated the punch lock. <laughs> so that, that was stupendous. And I got to tell you. In honor of these two great, great celebrities. Yes. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. And Ed Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. Begley. Begley's best. Yes. Um, we are going to put in a new page on the Porn Stevenson Show website. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of the protagonist to the antagonist, which is the Hall of Lame, which right. Ted Danson appeared in by the way but so this is incredible for ted danson he's going to be the first to be in both so it'll be ted danson and ed begley jr in honor of both of these these environmentalists obviously great actors um we're gonna do that i mean we all, uh, on this show we, we it seems like we're we're very negative we're we're very <laughs> pessimistic we, yeah we were pessimistic we complain about a lot Complainer, of things we criticize a lot of crotchety, things grouches <laughs> but although not always right not always yeah, but not, usually not. yes 
and we'll, we'll probably throw some other people in there retroactively. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's something you know. we should have done a while ago, but now, yeah. I mean, come on, we have to do it now. Yes. We have yes. to. It's incredible. And and so, yeah, so I, I just want to say uh, a huge, huge thank you to Ted Danson and Ed Bailey Jr. I mean, these are, I mean, you think about it, but I mean, let me tell you something. I, I know that these guys are there, you know, promoting the whole, you know, the green thing and they have their, their, their organizations that they're, you know, that they're running and, and their, their whole programs that they're trying to get across to people, which is very important. But I mean, not every celebrity, even if they're trying to, you know, do something like that, not every celebrity is, is just going to take a couple of guys that basically come in off the street you know, with no media credentials or anything like that, and and give them, you know, a, a couple of minutes to, yeah, you know, to talk about something, and and that's you know huge on their part, and uh, we are very appreciative, definitely, definitely. So, uh, you know, I, you know, relate to a lot of what he says. It's it's stuff that I've read about already, so you know, obviously it wasn't a lot new. He did have a funny joke about uh, when he was asked about nuclear power. Um, they asked, you know, do, would you support, you know, opening nuclear power plants instead of these coal plants or, or whatever? And he's like, I am 100 percent support of in support of nuclear power. And then everybody in the room was like, oh, was like this big gas. What? what? I support the biggest, most gigantic nuclear power plant ever. The sun. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the big thing for me, you know, from what he was saying, uh, was he was talking about like that th- th- there's th- there should be no like end of a life of a of a material, you know, we should be recycling everything. Right. It should, it should be like a giant circle where you can recycle everything that you have. Well, not only that, but he also stressed the fact that I don't know, maybe we just need to slightly simplify our lives a little bit. Yeah. He's not saying let's go back, you know, let's everyone convert to Amish or let's go no. back to colonial times. Not what he's saying. He's saying maybe you don't need four jumbo flat screen TVs. Nah. Maybe you only need two. Maybe you don't need eight pairs of Nike sneakers. Maybe you only need two. Things like that. Maybe just simplify a little bit. Before you spend your money, go to the store, make that purchase. Just maybe think about it a little bit. Oh, he's gonna—he's fighting a—that's a, a tough current to yeah, swim against consumerism. Uh, a few years ago, back in early 2004, I bought my portable MP3 player, and I was deciding between an iPod or a Creative Nomad Zen. Mm. by Creative Labs, who make the Sound Blaster computer sound cards. And the iPods were the cool new thing. Everyone had the Apple iPod. And look, it's so cool. It has the wheel and blah, 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 iTunes. And I'm like, oh, I really want to get one. But the Creative Labs, the Creative Nomad Zen, was cheaper than the iPod, and it held way more... A number of songs. Mm. So it was like half the price and it held ten times the amount of songs. So I'm like, well, but the iPod's the cool thing. But Anyway, I ended up getting the Creative Nomad Zen. And to this day, 
I listen to it on the train. I listen to it walking down the street. I listen to it on the treadmill, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And if I'm at work and I take it out or if I'm with friends or something, oh, man, look at that thing. That's a relic, man. That's so old. Whoa. It's like the size of a cinder block. Whoa. And I'm like, yeah, so what? So that's so old, man. Why don't you get one of those new tiny microscopic iPod nanos? Why don't you get one of those? They're cheap. You can afford it. I said, well, yeah, I can afford it. But this still works. Why am I just going to throw something in the garbage yeah. that still works perfectly fine? The buttons all still work. The screen is its like in mint condition. Yeah, I mean, do you, you don't need People, a cell phone, a new cell phone every two years. I know. I still have the same cell phone from four years ago. I had one. It does that everything was, I need it to do. I know. Mine was four years <laughs> old. The only reason I got rid of it was because it was actually cheaper if I got a new phone. The plan was cheaper, plus the service type that I had was so old, they were actually phasing it out. <laughs> Even me and you. I mean, I, my computer is over five years old. I'm still using it. Um, Mine's it's, eight years old. It's, I know. Yours is eight years old. Now, <laughs> mine is starting to show signs of uh, <laughs> old age. Like I said, I, I've, been, I've been having really bad mouse problems. It just uh, it just clicks all over the place by itself. <laughs> and I have to just, like... I'll be working on an audio file, and all of a sudden, like, every 30 seconds, it'll just, it'll just, like, the cursor will move by itself. I'm not touching the mouse. Yeah. The cursor moves. It starts clicking things, and I'm like, oh, now I have to start all over, because it messed up the sound oh, file. It's a ghost. <laughs> so I don't know what that is. So I call it Ghostbusters. So, yeah, so our computers, you know, it's, I know people get a new computer every year or two. And yeah. just throw out the old one, like a disposable nah. computer. What the heck? It's kind of an Italian thing, but we used to grow uh, our own garden, you know, for forever. Yeah, well, both of my grandparents did, too. Yeah. Tomatoes course. and peppers and cucumbers. Yeah. It was good. I mean, we, during, especially during the summer, we never bought, like, peppers or tomatoes or anything from the store. And, you know, Ed Begley, you know, one of the big things he talks about, in, in addition to the whole circle, you know, we need like a circle of recycling. Anything with an AC adapter draws power. Continuously. Even when it's turned off. Well, anyway, I have things hooked into a power strip. Yeah. And before I go to bed at night or when I leave the house in the morning to go to work, I just press the little switch on the power strip off. Yeah. Right. Now it's off. And when right. I come home, I want to watch TV, switch on. So during right. the day, it's not drawing that that phantom power. Huh. Which, I mean, yeah, we're talking, you know, maybe maybe a dollar a day or 50 cents a day. But over yeah, but the course if, of 10, 20 years. Yeah, but not only that, if 200 million people do the same thing, I mean, yeah, that's but, an enormous... But, yeah, I know, but unfortunately, really? people don't care about 250 million people. They care no. about themselves. And, and, and the one trick more thing, is the trick is to get people to understand that now, logic. Yeah, I mean, they're busy and they're, you know, they're or even you know, and and this is another thing I do. I forgot to tell him, but whenever I go to this, and I, I live in New York City, so I go to the grocery store probably more often than someone like you who lives in New Jersey, the suburbs. But when I go to the grocery store, before I leave the apartment. I grab one or two plastic bags, put them in my coat pocket, and then I go to the store. Now mm. I have bags with it. You know, why am I going to keep using bags? It's stupid. 
yeah. have bags. Or they thing. were giving out those, you know, they, they were giving out the cloth bags at the expo. You can use that. Yes. That'll last a long time. Right. I don't know if Ed, if Ed Begley is listening. And I, one thing I wanted to ask him, I totally forgot about it, was if you look at Hollywood, right? You look at movies and TV shows. One of the things that they've done, which is obviously good, is that they've taken smoking out of uh, television. You can't advertise smoking anymore. Um, on most shows, there aren't many people at all that smoke, you know, but they don't, they do that, but they, they don't really mention, you know, oh, I'm trying to quit, you know, they don't have like somebody, oh, I'm going to try and quit smoking or, or whatever. So it's kind of a weird thing. And they, there's just no mention of it at all. Yeah. Period. And, As if it doesn't it, even exist. It happens with everything, with all kinds of different causes. They, you know, you look at say, you know, people say, oh, these Hollywood liberals, these Hollywood elitists, blah, blah, blah. But on these TV shows, they don't do any of that. I mean, they don't. They, it's like they advocate nothing. <laughs> I know. In movie, you know, especially nowadays, after Al Gore's movie and Inconvenient yeah. Truth, after Leonardo DiCaprio's movie, after all this awareness, your point is, in TV I, shows and in movies, why aren't these big Hollywood actors who claim to be environmentalists? Why aren't the writers, they? Directors. Why? Yeah, or the writers or whoever. Why aren't they? sneaking in little environmental things here and there yeah. like they used to do with smoking cigarettes. Yeah, they used to I, sneak in smoking, smoking, smoking yeah. to trick people into smoking. Well, hello, if you're if Hollywood is a whole bunch of environmental activists, why aren't they sneaking in little environmental things here and there? Like show someone recycle a bottle of water or something. Right, I mean, it's not – but the thing is it's not even like sneaking it in. It's about, you know – and this is just a problem with it. They don't really write a lot of times. They just don't write about real people. Um, but, you know, the, one of the images I always think about is in Independence Day, Jeff Goldblum, you know, he's sitting there and he says, Oh, we'll save the planet. There's some chance. And he throws the, the, the aluminum can into the, the, into the bucket that says recycle. And you just don't see any like imagery of that anymore. There's just there's nothing, and it's unfortunate. Well, and, maybe that'll change. Well, we'll see. I hope it, I hope it changes because now it's almost like anybody that's like an environmentalist or a vegetarian or a vegan or, or anything like that, they're they're always portrayed like as a joke. <laughs> I know. You know, it's always like oh, look at this jokester, this. This this crackpot here. Well, hey, look Stupid. what happened. Look what happened with Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, right. Nineteen seventy. He's buying electric cars. He's buying wind turbines. Yeah. He's doing all this compost and recycling. And like, oh, look at this weirdo nutcase. Yeah. And then, hey, thirty years later, it's a uh, no, maybe, uh, maybe he wasn't a nutcase. No. Kind of interesting. We were talking about uh, autograph signers and and you know who's a good uh, signer and 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 not a good signer. And I, I think I forget it was some autograph magazine put out the list for 2007, um, and their top ten and best included uh, Johnny Depp, Matt Damon, George Clooney, 
Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack. Where uh, does he get all those wonderful toys? Uh, Rosario Dawson. John so, Travolta. Wait, who's Rosario Dawson? She was in um, Rent uh, and Men in Black 2. Whatever. Uh, John Travolta. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Catherine Heigl from... Uh, what is that show? From uh, the, 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 the show with uh, Patrick um, Dempsey. There's a show with Patrick Dempsey? On M- a- ABC, the hospital, the doctor show. Oh, ER? No. Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, thank yeah. you. Uh, Jay Leno, uh, Dakota Fanning. Who cares? <laughs> and number 10, actually, is Russell Crowe. Really? So when he's not throwing a cell phone at your head, he's signing autographs. <laughs> The worst list, no, number 10, go from 10 to number 1. Ten, number 10, Scarlett Johansson, Terry Hatcher, <laughs> Bruce Willis. Nah. Here's a strange one, Julie Andrews. Wow, that's weird. John Malkovich. He's just he's, a weirdo. <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Uh, number 4, of course, William Shatner. <laughs> so it's going to be in that list. <laughs> um... Joe Quinn Phoenix. Joaquin. Uh, no, yeah, Joaquin, whatever. Number two, strangely, Toby Maguire. Huh. And number one is Will Ferrell. What? Yes! What a jerk. <laughs> Why? It says uh, he's. I thought he's supposed to be Mr. Happy, funny guy, <laughs> silly Not- guy. Apparently, it says uh, funny man Will Ferrell is our number one worst signer. As he's been seen taunting fans who asked for his autograph. A real disappointment considering he used to be so nice to fans. <laughs> taunting them how? He, he must act like one of his idiotic characters. <laughs> he's just snapped and now he's permanently <laughs> in character. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, every movie it's the same character, basically. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. Number one in our book for a, on a tie... Ted Danson and Ed Begley Jr. There you go. <laughs> yes. We'll be posting separate from this episode audio, video clips, and photos from Ted Danson's keynote speech and Ed Begley Jr.'s keynote speech. So visit our website, PaunchStevenson.com, and check it out.